Good afternoon, everyone. The Sacramento City Council will please come to order. Would the clerk please call the roll to establish an official quorum? Thank you. Councilmember Kaplan? Here. Councilmember Lalowie? Here. Councilmember Talamantes? Here. Councilmember Valenzuela? Here. Councilmember Maple? Here. Vice Mayor Guerra? Here. Councilmember Jennings? Here. Mayor Pro Temp Vang? Yes. And Mayor Steinberg? Here. Yes. Here. Here. Yes. Here and here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Very, very good. Uh, Councilmember Lilloe, would you please land, uh, lead us in the land acknowledgement and the Pledge of Allegiance? Thank you. <laughs> the Nisong people decided my due, Valley and Plains, Miwok, Patwin, Winton peoples, and people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral land by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation of, for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contribution, and lives. Thank you. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for Members, um, a point of uh, privilege, if I might, I did this at the beginning of the um, Council's Racial Equity Committee today, but um, today um, we are um, thinking um, with big hearts um, and with great sorrow about the victims of the shootings, the killings in um, Monterey Park, uh, and in Half Moon Bay. And our hearts especially go out to the AAPI communities uh, in, in those cities, uh, but throughout California and in our own beloved Sacramento, because people are suffering, um, and, and we are all suffering uh, together. You know, this may, these crimes may or may not be officially called hate crimes, but they were undoubtedly crimes of hate. And it speaks to so many issues, obviously, the proliferation of these weapons of, of mass destruction, which is getting a lot of attention. I don't know what changes around the country, but it's certainly the topic that must be discussed. But as importantly, the continued work that we all have to do to end uh, discrimination of all kinds, because uh, it doesn't matter who the perpetrators were. At the root of all this, people were targeted because of who they were. And so to all of the people in our community who are fearful, who are sad, we're all sad, uh, let us just say as a city council and as a city that um, you are not alone. Uh, we are with you in solidarity, and, um, and God bless the victims and their families. It's, it's unspeakable, um, but may we stick together. We need to stick together now like, like never before. Thank you. Appreciate that, members. Um, we do have uh, one item today, and this is a workshop, and I know members of the public say, well, you know, why are you spending so much time talking about council rules and procedures? Um, because um, how we govern ourselves um, really makes a difference when it comes to um, our, the results that we bring to and for the community. And so 
a lot of uh, discussions uh, in the community, but uh, within the city here, about how we might change our rules of procedures, especially as it relates to how an idea might go from the community to the council member um, to the city council and whether or not there might not be better ways to, to do that. And so under the leadership of the city clerk, um, with, the help, with the leadership of the city attorney as well, uh, together with uh, my office, uh, Vice Mayor Guetta, we, are, uh, we bring forward a, a proposal here, an idea. And by the way, this is not the Ten Commandments, as they say. It's, uh, it's only intended as a, uh, you know, as an idea and a provocative idea that we really want you to respond to. But if I might just give a little context and I can turn over to the clerk for more context because this is what's important. Okay, here's the problem. We, we have um, divided centers of power under the city charter. That's the way that it is. And so when any member or any stakeholder in the community or individual in the community wants to get an idea before the full city council, let's just say that um, it's sort of every person for themselves. There isn't a regularized process, really. Um, under the city charter, the mayor and the city manager can put something directly on the agenda. And no matter what we do here, that doesn't change because that's the city charter. But then there's the question, okay, should an issue, uh, Ordinance A or, or Initiative B, go before a committee of the city council? Must it go before a committee of the city council? What if the majority of the members of the city council, and we have even-numbered committees, um, vote to approve it or, more significantly, disapprove it? Or what if it's an even vote? Um, and because what happens now is that members try to work with the manager and or the mayor to get something on the agenda. That's okay. But then where the staff gets really um, in a tough place is when there are dozens of ideas being brought forward, they're not quite sure what to prioritize. And, and, and it's a significant workload issue for... Uh, the city manager and his team, and sometimes for the city attorney uh, and, and her team. And so we developed this log, the famous log, where um, an idea goes on the council log, and then we vote as a body regularly whether or not to let something off the log, i.e. whether or not to authorize the staff to, um, to prioritize in terms of workload. So it sounds good in theory, but the problem is, is that the general instinct is just to say yes, right? Because let it be heard, which then doesn't help the staff in terms of their prioritization workload problem. But the other problem, and this is, this gets to me, is that a lot of things sit on the log for a long, long time without any committee action or that anybody from the council looking at it. I want to give you a couple of examples, thanks to... Uh, city clerk's homework here. Um, big issue, big racial equity issue about the state of the city's recreation fields, okay? And a report requested by former member uh, Chenier um, asking to incorporate the interim equity analysis around deferred maintenance or CIPs relating to parks. 
been on the log for 588 days. Now that's not anybody's fault, it's just we get to what we get to based upon who's sort of pushing the hardest. And maybe that's politics um, and, and the way that it is, but I think we could, not just for ourselves, but for future generations of city councils, organize ourselves a little bit more so that there's a, at least some vetting before the staff then undertakes all the hard work, but as importantly for the members to take their time or not take their time on an issue which may not have significant support. So what we've proposed here is a committee structure and a committee structure that says an idea gets referred by the manager and the mayor together, we'd be a team here, in referring to the appropriate uh, to, to the appropriate committee. The committee would hear it. If it were a 3-1 vote, it's a sign of at least tentative support. It goes to the council. If it's 2-2, two, two, it doesn't automatically go. It could go to the council then with a two-thirds vote of the city council, like taking something off the log, but with a two-thirds vote instead of a majority vote. And if it were one, three, or four, then the idea, you know, cannot be brought forward in that form for another 12 months. So um, no, I, no system, especially among nine members, is going to be perfect. But we thought we would put this out here as a discussion point and to hear your input and to um, see if we might then make a recommendation. No, no, no decision today, but to ask the city clerk to come back maybe with our consensus or as close to consensus as we might come and figure out our rules of procedure. Anybody want to uh, add any introductory? Mindy, you want to add any introductory well. comments? Okay. Howard, from... Uh, you don't have to opine on this, but just maybe um, your view of the problem that sure. we're trying to solve here. I appreciate the, the overview, and I totally agree. We've had many conversations about this, and this log was born out of necessity for the reasons you described. We had many uh, different ideas and, and um, issues brought up by this council uh, for staff to go uh, to look at and to spend resources and time and effort. And the mm -hmm. log was a way to capture all of those that so that there was a vote by the majority of this council to move forward on some of those things. Well, it's become cumbersome. The mayor brings up this one issue that's been on the log for 500 some odd days. It's really tough because it sits on the log until we can take some action with it. Part of it is that we're waiting for this council to adopt what this equity lens would look like. And so it has to be the priority of this council to develop that lens. Otherwise, things that are associated with it stay on the log for 518 days. But I'm, you know, if we transition to a committee type structure, which is what the mayor is proposing, and it gets to a place where, you know, it doesn't come out of committee unless it's 3-1 with this supermajority vote. I think that's great. I think one thing that's very critical for, for me and staff, and I won't speak for the other charter officers, is that uh, before, when it goes to committee, the staff will not do any pre-work or prep work for the council member who wants the, this heard at committee. Uh, from my perspective, I think it really needs to be the committee decides whether we sp expend resources on that issue. At that point, that's when we can really dig in and say, okay, it's been vetted at committee, it's come to the council, we're gonna start putting resources behind it so we don't have to do some of these things here. So I love the conversation, and I'm interested to see where everyone's at. I've had conversations with uh, a few, and, uh, and I get a sense for where everyone's at, but uh, wherever we end up with the, uh, refining the current law, going to this new structure, the, the point really is uh, we need to streamline so that uh, we can you know, leverage the limited resources we have in staff and so that we can help you achieve the things you want to achieve. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you.
Okay, so why don't we start with the council on this one? Maybe we'll take public input, of course, but uh, start with the vice mayor. Uh, thank you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mayor. First, I, I want to thank you and your team for uh, taking the time to, to think through, um, you know, our uh, our rules and, and procedures here. Uh, thank you also to the city clerk for, for uh, reengaging in this conversation. Uh, in the past, generally, council rules come up at the beginning of the year. They're on the consent item. We vote them through. And then throughout the year, we kind of struggle sometimes when we have issues. Hence why mid-year we created this this council log idea and and I'm, I'm glad that we're that at least at the proposal that we're here to kind of discuss kind of does away with the this general council log and, and in my opinion I just felt that the um, that that council log um, yes it, it did what you what you have mentioned um, mayor where uh, everything became priority because everybody wanted to just let everything forward but there were um, I think a couple occasions where there were some items that I think were prejudiced beforehand without actually having the due diligence of, uh, of getting all the information. And, and I think the committee structure and being able to go to the committee structure uh, ensures that we also give every idea the benefit of that presentation that, uh, and, uh, and, and not have it, uh, you know, have the politics engaged at the point of asking the question. You know, so uh, moving it to the, uh, into the committee level where uh, an idea can be discussed in, in a smaller venue, and it also gives the public much more time to have uh, a conversation. Uh, what I've noticed, at least in my time in, in, uh, on the council, has been that at the committee level, um, when a person from our, our city wants to come in and discuss an issue or bring something forward, they're not competing against 30 other items on the agenda. They can have a dialogue with the council and the staff and be able to flush out an idea in a better way. Uh, I also think that, you know, to the city manager's concerns about, you know, how we uh, ensure that we focus uh, staff priorities on there uh, is, uh, is that it begins at least to give a direction of, okay, well, at least you have, you know, a small segment of the council, not just one person, that, uh, but a small segment of the council that uh, feels that this warrants a conversation. Um, I do think that um, you know that, that the proposal to to have a majority of those uh, uh, present at the committee is important because um, if we don't have a if we don't have to have a deciding situation, then what's the purposes of committees? We'll just throw everything back at the council level again. Like we need to have those conversations, uh, and I uh, <clears throat> and I think that you know we're uh, unlike maybe a. The city of LA that's got 19 members or whatnot. Uh, we're we're still a small enough council. Uh, you know, we not, may not be the five-member council of some of our neighboring cities, but we're still enough small enough council that that uh, we have the ability to uh, to stay within the Brown Act conversations and uh, and uh, and have conversations with committee members to not uh, uh, to be able to, have, to to educate our our committee members with the right information. Uh, the last piece, I think, is, you know, this also puts the onus on each individual council member to do their due diligence in their ideas and not just throw out an idea, you know, uh, and uh, without any kind of background or whatnot, and uh, be able to present uh, at least the framework so that other council members, um, whether it's a budget item, a policy item, uh, or an item that's before, you know, our P&P committee, uh, you know, can, can be discussed by other, other colleagues. 
I will say, you know, looking at, at these here, that one committee uh, that, I, uh, that I've served on in the past and I just feel uh, has not been uh, as productive um, is, uh, has been the water committee. It was kind of done at a time when we were, you know, very, you know, the drought was very political. Um, happened to be an election year as well. And uh, the water committee was like, you know, let's uh, create a water committee because it was the hot topic issue. Uh, now, I do think that that uh, the conversation about whether uh, utility rates or water rates are, are an important conversation, but frankly, I think that can be done at the budget committee, you know, because it's a fiscal question. It's a question about resources. So uh, that's my point of view. I, I felt that, uh, you know, at least at that time, the, 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 uh, we can keep uh, the water committee most of the members wanted, but I just feel that, that, uh, that it, it was one of those that, that, that was a good idea, but didn't work out the way it should have. Now, maybe we can uh, reform that better. Uh, let, me, let me stop there, but I'll, I'll just say that I think that <clears throat> moving forward in the committee process also is going to uh, help us, uh, you know, at least uh, put priorities so that we can start moving those priorities with the city faster. And then having our chairs, you know, really take the, the lead as well in working with their, their members of the committee to say, okay, you know, Let's really wrestle through this log and figure out how we want to move and prioritize things. And I, 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 you know, I look forward to working with the chairs on the committees I serve on to, to put those forward. So um, I'll leave it there. And then the last piece I think, uh, uh, Mr. Mayor, that I'd like to throw out is, um, you know, in the past we've we've had random budget uh, or finance asks, and um, and they've been done at the dais. And maybe one uh, one suggestion is that. Um, uh, you know, that if there is going to be, say, a suggestion to fund a, um, or add a, an appropriation to an item, that, uh, that our standing rules divert that to budget and audit so that we don't start, you know, in April and May and then June and then whatnot start uh, approving these small buckets that add up to a lot of money over the year. But at least that the budget committee can have a conversation uh, uh, versus in the heat of the moment funding a program or a project because all of a sudden there was a policy question. So I think uh, being able to say that if the council does want to do that, then that it can be referred to the budget committee and at least have that versus a, a one-off appropriation of 100 or 200 grand or 300, you know, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and avoid those. So that's, I think, one, uh, one thing that maybe on the standing thing, if there's an appropriation that's suggested, that it be at least reviewed once by the uh, budget and audit committee. If it's not part of the fiscal year, of the fiscal year budget. Right. That's a, that's a good, solid suggestion. Thank you. Good comments. Uh, Councilmember Valenzuela. Thank you. I um, do want to really appreciate the city attorney and city clerk for putting this together. It is super helpful, the structure. What could have otherwise been a very broad and far-reaching conversation, so really appreciate. And I want to echo what the vice mayor just said about putting a little bit more work on us when we bring ideas forward. I like that we're saying provide some research, maybe look into what other cities have done, maybe talk to a few stakeholders before you just say, hey, let's do this thing. And um, even to create greater clarity with staff, because I know I put things on the log before that staff follows up and says, what did you mean by this? And so then we kind of have to go through this process of like, oh, this is what I meant. Um, I do have a couple of um, 
of concerns though, well not one, ideas, because this isn't a solid proposal, we're responding. Um, one is that in the small budget, in the small box, we talk about exceptions, and at the bottom of that box, it talks about a matter that should receive commission input before going to committee. I really think that should be more standard practice. And yes, it will slow this down a little bit, but I don't know if you've all heard from your commissioners, I hear from my commissioners, hey, we aren't getting all the active transportation stuff that you all are looking at at Active Transportation Commission. We're not getting all of the ADA-related stuff at the Disability Advisory Committee, and we'd like to provide that input. That's why they're there um, as volunteers, as residents, and that's why we appoint them to these different commissions is to give us input. So I would really love, unless it's an urgent matter, as is noted here, if we could a little bit more institutionalize going to the commissions before we get to the committee so that they can be that brainstorming space, they can really vet out all the ideas, it's the whole city's represented, and then when it gets to law and ledge or budget or whatever committee that is, there's a little bit more um, feedback from the community and we're taking that to the next step. And maybe it's an iterative process, like at Law and Ledge with Cannabis, I know we've sent something back to Planning Commission on zoning and then we're gonna get that back from Planning Commission. So it doesn't have to be a super linear process, but I do think that institutionally, like most matters we hear probably could have gotten some more input from the commissions and that would give them a really meaningful way to engage. So I'll put that on there and then the second part is that I don't want us to arbitrarily change the vote threshold for making changes at council. And I'm gonna say this in two folds. Our committees are less than a majority, and so I don't think that less than a majority of council should be able to kill something, right? You know, you only have four folks, that means a majority of the council members isn't getting a chance to weigh in. So we don't wanna just arbitrarily say now we're raising that vote threshold. Similarly, when something comes back, you know, we don't wanna say now it takes a two thirds vote because we only, we say that the golden rule here is you need five votes, right? Except for limited circumstances. So how do we make sure we honor that with some of this and create a process for reconsideration? So on this far right bucket where it says proposal does not receive clear majority or two two vote, I think there should be a way for that to come back to the log and, and say, hey, do we wanna consider this anyways? It's been heard at committee. I don't agree. I was the sponsor of this measure. I don't agree with the budget committee. I don't sit on the budget committee. I'd like to see if my colleagues would still like to hear this item I think that's important because I don't think that four members should get to override potentially five members on the rest of the dais who might agree with something and similarly I think raising the vote threshold for something to get out of committee to three one essentially because that is 75% of a four member committee and so if we get a 2-2 vote on committee the practice has been that that can go to council for a a discussion and so if we now say you have to get two-thirds vote to even have something heard <laughs> um, I think we're, we're raising the bar beyond the fact where our charter and everything says hey majority vote passes ordinances and that's how we rule and so I think we're kind of de facto changing some of the thresholds in certain circumstances here so I don't really like that um, I do think that I personally would like to keep a 2-2 vote from committee goes to the council a 3-1 vote has a recommendation from that committee and then maybe create a log process for reconsideration Rick brings forward a really great idea law and ledge says no nah, we don't like it and rick says well I, I think i've got the votes on council i want to see if we want to hear it any anyways i think there should be a clearer process for that rather than it saying it just dies because that one committee said no because you know it could be still a really good idea that would get majority vote approval so that's kind of my bucket concern with this is just for those two instances but otherwise i love the process i love the additional requirement for proposals and i think this could work really really well you just hit at the absolute nub of the issue which i <laughs> So I want to hear from everybody else, but then I want to engage a little bit, because I, I think you raise a really good and fair point, but there is another side to it, so I just want to... I'm going to 
I want to want to dialogue a little and bit I about that. This as chair of Law and Ledge, which is ironic, because normally you'd think I'd be like, no, if it stops in my committee, it stops in my committee. But I don't think that's fair, right? Like I think there could be something where you know you only get one vote on committee, and you have four other members on the rest of the council who would support that idea. And I think we should create a pathway for that. You know, it might be a limited pathway, but it should still be a pathway that exists. You want me to, well, I, I want to make sure everyone has a chance to speak, and then I will. I will, because it's, it's, it's uh, Councilmember Valenzuela hit at, the, I think, the core of the, the issue, which, by the way, debated a lot in my head back and forth in doing this. So go ahead, uh, Councilmember Maple. Thank you, Mayor. Um, and I just want to say, uh, one, acknowledge that we have a lot of um, capital experience up here on the dais. That's one of the many uh, benefits and maybe also a challenge of uh, being a, the capital city of the fourth largest economy in the world. Um, and you know, many of my colleagues here have a lot of experience in that, in that building. And I think that it makes a lot of sense that there be um, some similarities between those processes because that process has been used for a long time for probably good reason. Um, and I'm really supportive of the concept of making sure that we're being really thoughtful about the workload of staff. Um, and you know, I know I'm not, you know, being new here, I'm not sure if this has happened before, but I can guess that, you know, there might have been requests that members have made in the past that maybe only had their support, um, which then led to a lot of staff time and effort and work on something that probably wasn't supported by the larger body. So I, I see that as being a problem and something that we do need to solve. Um, you know, I just want to say that one of the challenges that I see um, is making sure that there's equity, right, for the members that have their ideas heard. Um, you know, I, I can... I can't speak for anyone else, but for myself, uh, I can see there being two major committees where th most things are going to go through, and that's probably budget and law and legislation. Um, not to say that things won't go to other committees, but that's probably going to be the bulk of um, what, what happens, and um, I personally don't serve on either of those. Um, and so I think to myself, am I, is it going to be harder for someone like me to have you know, my ideas be thoroughly heard? Not that I think anyone would not have that happen, but um, making sure that we have some form of equity, and I don't know, um, I, I like some of the other suggestions that were made. Um, but also maybe some way that the requester, whoever that may be, is involved in the process moving forward. Um, that might be really difficult. Which, with which the, part of the process? Go ahead. Um, well, the committee process, but that makes it hard because it's the Brown Act. Um, ah. they're present. I'm not sure how that all works. So um, that's my main concern, and um, you know, I, I'm not sure how that gets resolved in this process, um, but I want to make sure that everybody know, has uh, the same ability to have their ideas heard and go through and have an opportunity to have an idea that they have be heard before the council. So I, I'll just leave it at that, and it's, I know we'll discuss it more. Good, 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 good. Thank you. Councilmember Jennings? Thank you, Mayor. Um, I want to support my colleague on the, the last point that she just made. I was trying to do a spreadsheet to see who was on law and ledge and who was on budget, just to make sure that everyone had an opportunity to be for their voice to be heard. And I didn't have time to finish it, uh, it but I, I didn't know that. Um, your voice would not be heard because you're not on either one. And I do think that would be an injustice. So I do want to make sure that everyone's voice has the opportunity to be heard in this new structure, which I support. Um, and, uh, but I have a few questions I just want to ask before I get into that. Um, we talked about the one extreme example, and I'm sure there are more, of uh, an item being on the log, council log, for over 500 days. Yes. Did we look at what the average time of an item being on the log was. And I don't think we really need to answer that question right now, but I do want us to think about that because in this situation also that we're now going into, what do we anticipate the average amount of time for it to be 
on the on the log on the new log per se and how do we know that the process will improve because we've changed the way something gets on the log and that's just a question that I have because I don't have the answers to it so I'm glad that today, today is a workshop for us to be able to talk about this and be able to discuss this and then have some more answers as far as information that we don't have today Go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm just going to say, Madam Clerk, we were just whispering. Um, we, we don't have the data to do an average, but I only gave you one example. I've got Councilmember Guetta, Mayor, Mayor, Vice Mayor Guetta's request to look at the deferred maintenance backlog for council consideration, 595 days. Um, there are a number of over 500s. Um, there's one over 700. It just, there's a but, lot of them. But my point is the new system. How does that improve the number of days that it's on the log? Mm -hmm. that's, that's the question. I think the answer probably, well, is working with the committee chairs. That, that may be the next item here, to work with the committee chairs to make sure that there are regular, regular order in terms of uh, measures being uh, heard by the committee within a, within a reasonable period of time. I think that's not part of... No, um, Mayor, if I can, um, when we were talking about it, I remind you that the commitment then from the mayor was that every item gets assigned to a committee. Exactly. And then it gets agendized. Because right now, it sits there in Neverland and never gets agendized. Um, and so this process would have you assign it to a committee, and then it would be put on the agenda or a log or something so that it would be moved With forward. With time-specific request to the yeah, committee chair. Which, which we okay. could write in. And, and maybe I'm the in the details too deeply, but I do want to make sure that that happens. Yeah. With time-specific so that we don't get into these That's right. excessive time spaces where you don't hear it again for 500 and something days. That's right. All right. And that would have to be part of this. You're okay, right. Good. Well, and I just want to Howard. clarify, too, that, that item on the backlog, and this is not a back and forth, but this is just, we, we're very judicious uh, for those times we take something off the log because it's very important to this council. So when we talk about portions of it uh, in the context, and I won't bring up all the other issues that came up at this council, but those come up, but they were not vetted fully because the, the number was uh, insurmountable, really, on the backlog. So we left it on there in favor of having this council talk more broadly about it within budget. And so it just kind of kept getting kicked down the road, which is another reason why if it goes to committee and if it's something that gets voted on at committee and it comes to this council, we could say, yes, we do want to hear this. We're not afraid of what that number looks like. Because in that instance, it, it, you know, staff has talked about the backlog for well over a year in many different uh, you know, issues that have come up uh, that are related to it. So I just want to be real clear that it's not for the lack of the staff trying to put something no, no, forward. No. It, but I mean, when we talk about the, the time on the log, there are a lot of issues with that too. And we talk about it every Wednesday at agenda review with all of your staff. And that's the opportunity for us to say, hey, if you do have questions about why it's sitting here, please ask us and we'll give you a briefing and then we can talk through it. But I, I just, I think that, uh, you know, what the city attorney just mentioned in terms of looking at the current log and kind of uh, assigning the, to certain committees, that will uh, get things moving, and then it'll be the committee to say, this is the time frame we want to hear back. And to the point of the vice mayor, we'll feel confident as staff that we'll have a, uh, not a majority, obviously, of the council, but uh, almost a majority of the council saying, we do want to hear this. We're not afraid to hear this. Uh, good, bad, and ugly, we want to hear it. So thank you, Mayor. So would that come about in the form of uh, meetings with the 
with the committee chairs in an effort to find out what goes on the agenda and when it goes on? Is that how that would happen, or we haven't thought through that process of? Well, I, maybe I'll let the mayor talk about how those assignments will happen, but okay. we're definitely going to review the log to figure out where they go. The idea, you're talking about the existing items on, on the log or just going forward? I'm, doing, I'm talking about going forward. Going forward, so the idea is that the manager and I would sit once a week, we'd get input from our colleagues, then refer based upon the subject matter of the idea to a committee. And based on your input here, because I actually hadn't thought about this, we would say or ask committee chair, Lawn Ledge committee chair, please hear this before March 15th um, of this year, or whatever, working with, working with the committee chair to make sure that that workload is balanced as well, so that we were adding, yeah, the, the time frame and the timeline to it. That would be the idea. So there should be an aging list that it never gets to this point where we have them on there for that period of time. And that conversation would have happened during those meetings with the committee chairs, and I would imagine vice chairs as well, not just committee chairs, but committee chairs and vice chairs, to be able to have the conversation of what's on the, that should be pushed forward and what's been aging that has been sitting on there for long periods of time. I believe that's going to be the case too, but the other thing you'll note of the current log, imperfect as it is, not only do we add new items from the previous meeting, we also reprioritize the priorities that this council votes on. So conceivably, this item, a couple items have been sitting on there, they're not ready to go, so they keep getting pushed down in favor of other priorities, which is the exact reason we're here. So. Then the only other question I have is, um, you know, I'm a person who strongly believes in best practices, and I'm just wondering what other city, our size, our complexity, is currently using this committee process in the way that we're proposing to use it today. And we may, we may be the best practice going forward. Oh, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but how about this? We'll task ourselves with going back and, and, and looking at um, others. You know, th this was, Councilmember Maple sort of hit on it, I think. This was a little bit from a legislative lens, right, about how to use the committee process in, in a, just a more effective way. That's where it sort of came from. But we'll look at other cities. Yeah. And, and I like the committee process. I like the conversation. I like where we're going. I like Council Member Valenzuela's conversation about commissions to committees to the council. I like that because it, it encompasses a, a larger group of people. I just want to know, is it currently working somewhere, and what have they learned as a result? it being in practice for any length of time. Um, so I'd be more than happy to take that on as a project. Please. To try to figure out whether or not this committee process is somewhere else with a little, with a little bit of help from my friends. Okay. <laughs> You're the, no, okay. appreciate you taking the lead on that. No, I will. Okay. Good. Uh, Council Member Kaplan. Thank you, Mayor, and thank you uh, to everyone who put this together. Um, Council Member Maple is, is right, you know. I'm one of those that came from and trained through the legislative process and uh, still being an active and uh, practicing attorney, you know, I like rules, I like procedures, I am, I am one of those, those, those geeks that likes the nitty gritty and checking off that we've, we've followed the rules. Um, couple things, I think it's really important that I want to restate that we make it very clear um, in regarding when staff time comes in. 
uh, and how we clarify that in the council rules and procedures. I think it's, um, I think it's great that we as a council can still propose things from the dais, but then that puts the onus on us to put it in a written form so that it can then go to the mayor uh, and the city manager as to what the next steps are. Who does um, it get referred to? And on that, one of the things I want that we make sure, however we end up here, that we go through and we look at um, on our council rules and procedures book, um, the purposes, the authority of the purposes for each of the committees. Um, one of them specifically, which thank you, uh, Mayor, for appointing me chair of PPE, but I think we need to add a couple things as what you and I have discussed what the purpose of PPE is, is to make sure that that is amended and put in uh, authority uh, for PPE because it dovetails very nicely into what you were talking about, uh, uh, Councilmember Valenzuela, with our boards and commissions. Like they deserve to have their voice heard and that we need to clarify what is it and how do we have their voice heard? What is that process? Because I, I think those that we appoint want to do good, want to do the research, want to give input, um, and having that clarity, which will more so be set up through PPE, um, come through so that when Mr. Mayor, you and the city manager are sitting down and looking through things, you know, okay, this commission is looking at this subject matter. It needs to go to them first before it hits either a budget or law and ledge um, as, as we start through that process because we talk about transparency and we talk about giving voice and our boards and commissions are a way to do that. I think having it, this uh, clarified will, will really help. Um, on the, um, and I also think we need to make sure that, um, so that, you know, uh, there is equity because we have standing subcommittees, correct me if I'm wrong, Madam City Attorney, um, it's subject to the Brown Act, but we're noticed. So if you have something you're proposing, I think it should be the council member who presents that proposal to the committee, not staff, but, but, yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that? You, you are raising, excuse me, are yeah. really raising an important point here that I'm glad you raised, which is this, this is the conundrum. And Katie Maple, yeah. so what if Councilmember Maple has an idea before the Law and Ledge Committee? Um, she's like constant Brown Act prohibited from presenting her own proposal? There's got... Well, then... I well, can she partner then? Is it having to partner with somebody on Law and Ledge that presents that on her behalf? That's, that's weird. I mean, it's, it's, it's. Eric, I was going to use our example. That's how I feel. So, so here's an example. Well, kind of, can I, can I speak? Sorry, I wasn't yes, on just to address yeah, that. No, on this, just, to, this, just on I mean, this. You just hit a. So next week. Um, the language access audit is coming to council. Hi, Jorge. <laughs> and um, there are different directions that we may take, right? This is public anyways, but council, well, I've been working on a language access ordinance. I'm not on law and ledge, but I was hoping to bring that forth to the full council, and then we're probably gonna direct it to law and ledge. So that's a way to do it as well. Now it's out of my hands, and keep my fingers crossed that the community will be watching and going through law and ledge and making their voice heard through law and ledge about the policy, right? Um, that, that's an option. I mean, that's what, and that's what, that's kind of like this I, chart. I think that's a smart exception that if you don't serve on a committee, 
and have a proposal that's within the subject matter of the committee is requesting and at least getting a majority vote of the city council to be referred to committee so it be considered or like then what's the process then, what, then what's the process because then councilmember bang can't go to the committee and and say please vote on my ordinance but how does how does that get considered because i don't know i i've done some research as councilmember jennings suggested for best practices didn't find anything I think the vice mayor might have an answer to this conundrum. Go ahead, vice mayor. In the legislative side, for example, a senator can only present in the Senate, you know, and an assembly member can only present in the assembly. But both, but a bill must be heard by both houses and presented by somebody. That's why you have floor managers. And so, in this case, I mean, we could do that. We could have a process where. You know, uh, and the and the and the 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 philosophy stands. Every bill must be heard on each floor, right? And a floor manager is what it is. So, uh, and <clears throat> frankly, I also feel like if you can't get someone to floor manage your bill or no. your pr proposal, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like it's, it means you can't get a second. So it it sends a signal. So I so that may be one concept. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a good idea or a bad idea because I'm I'm kind of thinking through it right now. But it's not a bad idea. <clears throat> because then it also gets another council member to start digging into your policy proposal as well. Uh, so that when you do present something, I've found that uh, on the council, when, when there's been two or three of us that worked on something, we've been able to at least respond to questions and issues uh, better when we're on the dais. So that's one idea. But uh, a, a clarifying question maybe to uh, our city attorneys here is if a council member is noticed to present to a committee, why is that a prohibition of the Brown Act? Because the Brown Act says that uh, if they're not a voting member of that committee, what's the prohibition in the Brown Act specifically that says that you cannot do that? Because the, what, what the Brown Act intends to do, at least in my understanding and the number of ethics courses we've taken, is to avoid this uh, ex parte conversation that has a majority vote without the public viewing. But in a committee, when a, a council member is proposing, the committee is viewing the conversation. So what, what is the legal uh, uh, restriction to that? Five. Then <laughs> you have a majority of the council discussing an item, and it's not a notice council meeting. That's the issue. You could, I, I have offered this before. You could notice it as a joint city council and co committee meeting, and then any number of council members would be able to speak on the issue, but it's a little bit of redundancy. I think we did a for budget and audit one time, but that's the issue. It's you've got a majority of the council members discussing an item within the jurisdiction of the city, and so it requires to be noticed as a city council meeting. And I tried tweener on that, which yeah. is, so what if we noticed every committee formally as a joint council committee meeting, however, only the committee members could vote? We'll look at that, Mayor, because we used some version of that when I was Modesto City Attorney. We did some version of that. Exactly. That, that would then solve it. You'd have the you'd you have the noticing issue. The member who's not on the committee could present. Um, other members could participate. Although we're all busy people, right? Not everyone's going to participate in. Uh, every, but we just have to clarify uh, uh, who's the voting. Who's the voting? The votes are members of the committee. Yeah, I'm committing to look at that. Okay. I think we found like a great potential tweener. Okay. So there's several options of, I, I think, that we all need to discuss of, one, do we want to have kind of like the floor manager sponsor 
uh, process that if you're going to bring something to budget or law and ledge, somebody who sits on that committee is your floor manager that presents that. Or we want, or looking at whether we can bifurcate it, like you said, of opening it up a joint city council uh, subcommittee, but clarify who's voting and then everybody can show up. Because I think it's for purposes of transparency that, you know, I think I'm probably leaning towards a joint city, you know, um, council, you know, posting so that a council member can present their, their own um, agenda idea. Um, and then um, I am, so I believe every vote, voice should be heard, but I think what I'm also hearing is that there's nine of us and no one person should have the authority to dictate what the rest of the council does because we operate by majority. So I am open to looking at that if something in committee receives a 2-2 vote, that it comes to council and the council first has to take a vote and by a majority is this item to come later to city council um, instead of a two-thirds vote because that keeps with a majority. So if something got a 2-2 in committee and comes up and only gets four votes, it doesn't come before council and it still is on that 12-month that um, reconsideration. Um, but I, I am supportive of when something gets potentially a 1-3 in committee that it doesn't move to the next level. Uh, I, we've all got to find a way to work together. And just as Councilmember Guerra talked about, you, you should, when you're going to the opposite side of the house, you got to find somebody. And I remember doing that as a staff member, you know, going who was going to chair a boss's bill on, on the floor. And so, you know, I'd like to think that we as a council can figure out a way to, to bridge and get a 2-2 so that it can come before. But if something does get a 1-3 vote or a 1-2 vote, that uh, it, is, it is stopped there and not allowed for reconsideration for 12 months. I am uh, supportive of that process because what it, I think it forces us to do is find ways to work together. If you know you need a 2-2, we are a family in all its glory. We have got to find ways and positive ways of working together. And a 2-2 kind of forces us to get there. If you know you need a 2-2, it, it causes us to, if you get out of your shell and find a way to get there. So that's why I'm supportive of the 2-2 and then majority. But if something gets a 1-3 or a 1-2, you know, bad on me if I only got one vote. That was me not reaching and trying to find uh, a friend to be supportive uh, but I really appreciate staff working on this. I am a, uh, a creature of habit on process and procedure. And so, uh, Councilmember Jennings, I'll happily join you in some of that research because that's my favorite stuff to do. Thank you. Thank you. Councilmember Talamantes. Okay, so I have a few asks. Um, my first one is for exceptions, if we could still maintain a log. <laughs> City Manager, I know you get a million requests for a million things, you and Blaney and Jorge and City Clerk, so if we could still maintain a log for those miscellaneous ones, that would be great. Um, and I also wanna see for the proposal concludes with, unless council on two thirds vote agrees to hear the matter, I don't think it should be two thirds, I think it should be five votes. Um, I think five votes is enough on this council. 
Um, and I wanted clarification just on committee referrals. I mean, I know we're discussing this, and I haven't been at the Capitol, <laughs> so I'm not familiar with some of the language that, um, that we're discussing, but I have been at City Council, and I have seen the Council follow-up blog. And to staff's credit, especially Amy Williams, there has been a lot of things that have been taken off because staff does get back to the council offices. And it's a council office's chief of staffs and team to follow up and to see where it is in the process. So that log only has some outstanding items, but I'm sure that there's hundreds that Amy Williams and city staff have already taken care of for us. So as we move forward to me, maintaining the current log, at least for asks of Howard, is important to me. And then having a five vote is important to me just because 2-2 is fine coming to council. I don't think having a two-thirds vote and then coming back is, is necessary. I think it's going to create a more lengthy process. Okay. Thank you. Um, Councilmember Lalawe, let's just hear from who we haven't heard from, then we'll go back. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Sorry. Um, so I, I, I'm hearing all my colleagues, but I do have some questions. Um, the one-three vote. I fully understand what, what you're, where you're going, um, Councilmember Kaplan. But still, even a one-three vote, it's a, if if I bring up something that's going to law and ledge, that's ex, it's exclusively affecting a D two. And if my colleagues are not very familiar with that district, and if it's a one-three vote, well, is it really fair to a district that? and I'm gonna use Law and Ledge as an example, no offense. Is it fair to that district that a 1-3 vote and it just got killed on Law and Ledge? And now it's not coming out to the council, so we can all discuss it. So I'm a little bit concerned about a 1-3 vote and it's just killed, push it aside. Um, and, um, and also, if there is a policy that is put forward, let's say, by me, to law and ledge, that law and ledge is reviewing. Um, kind of going back, back to where uh, Vice Mayor um, uh, Gatter was alluding to, if I'm just representing it to the, the body of the law and ledge, let's say, without Q&A, just presenting why this is important and I walk out, does that still violate Brown Act? Unless the meeting is duly constituted as a committee and a full city council meeting. Maybe. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> Maybe. Right. We're going to get the answer to that question. We're trying to, get, we're trying to figure out if there's a way. Because one thing that uh, Mayor Pro Temp Bang just also discussed was to kind of bring it to the city council and then direct it back, which I kind of like the sound of it, but does that increase the timeline of how fast we can implement things. Mm -hmm. That's my other concern. You know, um, even with, and I hate to pick on Law & Ledge, um, because, no. <laughs> you can but, pick on but, PPE. But, <laughs> yeah, water committee is a perfect water example, committee. right? You know, there, there are things that need, we need, you know, a little bit of a, a faster-paced decision to be made so it can come to a council to vote, but all of a sudden, it's kind of just sits in, on, the, uh, on the logs that are on ledge, and, you know, a year and a half goes by, we're still waiting because 
even our own residents don't know what, what, what we're doing. And, um, you know, cannabis is a perfect example. You know, we still have a lot of individuals out there that don't know what the guidelines are. And I know this has been on, on the logs of Law & Ledge for about, well, two years, considering two plus years since I've been here. So um, those are my concerns. I think going to, law, going to these committees, giving them a timeline that, hey, we need this back by, let's say, 60 days, not 180 days, not 300. Uh, 65 days, just a, a shorter time so they can come back to council so we can make decisions and make, become more efficient on passing policies to give better directions to our residents of what they have to do or what they can do. Um, that would be great. That's my two cents on this. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Everyone has spoken at least one time. I don't, uh, Vice Mayor, were you back on? Yeah. Vice Mayor, then Councilmember Venezuela, Councilmember Maple, and then I've got a few things go. So a couple thoughts, uh, you know, from the conversation here uh, about what do you do when something dies and it's in the purgatory, per se, right, for example. Uh, when a bill gets vetoed, it's actually not dead. It, it actually goes into the, uh, the unfinished uh, uh, daily file of whatever house it was in. So we could have an a unfinished business of whatever died in committee. So I think that that's important. And I... I, I respect the uh, the concern about the, the two-thirds vote and the majority vote of, of rehearing something. So I think I could probably live with uh, moving it back to uh, moving away from a two-thirds vote to a, a majority vote. Um, you know, uh, uh, but uh, uh, bear in mind what what you're what you're also saying is uh, is you're overriding a committee or whatnot or a committee chair. So, but that's fine. I guess the the, the point, if the spirit is that. Uh, Five votes is what make what speaks for a council, then, uh, and that's the spirit of it. And five votes, you know, is moving something forward. Uh, now, the the two thirds uh, concept, uh, I, I, you know, and and also maintaining a three vote uh, uh, concept is all. I mean, at least the the three vote concept sticks to the majority rule. A majority uh, of the body has said we believe, and the committee says we believe that this should move forward and not. Uh, Here lies why it's difficult and why it's a, you know a little challenging is that you know the the fear of losing something you know and and frankly you know I may be eating my words later on in the year if if it goes to a three one but uh, but the reality is is that if we're trying to address the the challenge that the city manager cannot uh, cannot bring to council all of the things we've asked at an appropriate amount of time because of the staff resources then that requires us to make some tough decisions here. And that means that at the committee level, it requires us as committee individual council members to make tough decisions, which means it, it's going to uh, require us to have a better working relationship about the issues we're working on that are coming to council that we're proposing. So, uh, and so to me, I always felt that, uh, and I was, and I, what, I, what I believe it should be a majority of those present because sometimes we may not have you know, three council members in a committee. It's very often that some of us get pulled on to other JPAs or things happen, but at least the concept of majority uh, in, uh, in the decision-making process is a signal that, uh, that something is, can move forward. After, you know, uh, so so that's, uh, that's my only concept, of, my only thing to leave on the table is to say that if we really want to address the issue of workload, 
then that means we have to make some early and difficult decisions about whether something moves forward. I agree with the fact of having something in, you know, what's the backstop in case you have a runaway committee, right? If that wretched water committee goes and, and says, we're not letting anything out, then the council needs an ability to be able to, uh, to, to bring that item back from the water committee, right? You know, to bring it back to life. So, uh, so I think the, the five vote uh, would, would, would be appropriate. Here's what I would say. What I, what I would hate is that the, the vote to bring something back becomes the debate itself because then therein lies the problem, right? So I would say that if there's a, uh, uh, say, a, an, an unfinished business log where things go in purgatory, uh, then you do, like in, uh, I know we use Rosenberg's Rules of Order, but in, in Robert's Rules of Order, the move to a previous question is a non-debatable motion. It's, it's either a yes or no. Should this be brought back or not? And then that way we don't get into uh, long council meetings on the question of whether we should discuss the question. So I would say that if we do have an unfinished business log, it should be, will it be heard at the council or not? And, uh, and, and, and it be in our rules that it is a non-debatable uh, item. That's, that's right. That'll make things very efficient. Okay. But I still stand firm that the majority rule policy even in the committee structure. Is I understand. I think we are moving towards the 2-2 two -two coming to the council with, with that, but with no debatable motion, just heard or not heard. Uh, it's not subject to debate. Not subject to debate. Okay. Let's keep going here. Um, council Member Valenzuela, Maple, Talamantes. Yeah, I am another legislative staff alumni here, and it's important to note that the legislature is actually not subject to Brown Act, right? They exempt themselves from the Brown Act, so there's comparisons, and then there's not comparisons. It's a lot easier to do a lot of things over there because we could just walk into someone's office and say, hey, what do you think? Um, but I um, appreciate where we're going. I think my general core issue is that I don't think a minority of the council should be able to stop something that a majority of the council might want to consider and vote on, right? Like that, that's sort of like a foundational principle of like four of us, three of us, two of us should not be able to kill anything that the other members of the council might be like, yeah. Um, I don't think that there's a problem with the 2-2 motion items coming from committees. We've never had, like the issues have been the log items, right? It hasn't been an issue that went through law and ledge and only got two votes. Those have been, you know, we've heard it, we've discussed it, we debate it. We're not having an issue with items that are only getting two votes at committees. So I don't think we should change that. I mean, that should still come to council like it's been coming because it hasn't been a problem. I think the question that we're narrowing in on is what happens to those items that don't get any votes at committee or only get one vote at committee, but that other members on this council may say yes. And so I support what the vice mayor is saying of it should be a non-debatable motion. It should be up and down. Do we want to hear this or not? And then we decide to move forward because that's where we've been getting into the mess with the log is as you've noted very appropriately in the past vice mayors, like this is becoming a quasi hearing every time because now we're debating the merits of the item Item when really the question is, do we even want to agendize this item? And then that's where, you know, we can have that discussion. And the council members provided a summary and they have their proposal. And so we're able to read what they're trying to do and say, we think this is worth a discussion. So I just want to make super clear that I don't think we should change the committee recommendation process. The three, two, the three, one, two, two, it's working. I don't think that's where our issues aren't coming about from. about the one, committees. three? 
the one three for reconsideration, that's what I just mentioned, is going to what I support what the vice mayor is saying in terms of log, right? We have a log of items that died at committee and council member Jennings can say, you know, I just don't think that's fair. The budget committee didn't consider that. I wanna bring it up and up or down, do we hear it, right? I think that makes a lot of sense. So I guess what I'm, I'm narrowing in on though is the two two because I think we're adding an additional layer of process here that isn't necessary because I haven't seen any item come from law and ledger budget and audit on a two vote that's been the super controversial items that it's been the log items where it's like someone's just throwing something out there and we're debating on that so that's where my problem is because I think we're layering because it's not majority vote at that point 75% to get the three votes on a four-person committee right and so I don't want us to like that's a lot that's a big threshold at a committee level when you might have two three four members who aren't on that committee who are like I actually really like this proposal and I'd like to be able to vote on it. And now we're just making it more complicated. So I'm, yeah. So are you basically proposing that anything that gets a two-two or a one, whatever, go through the unfinished? No, I'm model? saying that if you get three-one, we want to move this forward, or two-two split, that it comes to council because that's our current practice. Um, and so when it's 2-2, it comes without a recommendation. When it's 3-1 in support, it comes with a recommendation. But it comes to council and it's an agendized item and we consider it like we would any other item. What this proposal is doing is it's adding an additional do we want to consider it vote for 2-2 items. And I don't think that's necessary because past practice hasn't determined those items to be the problem. The problem is the items that are getting added on the log that don't have a committee process that aren't going through commissions that we're just trying to throw into the hopper and that everybody says, wait, 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 I don't like that. So I think we're changing something that isn't broken when it comes to the committee process and I feel pretty strongly about this because like I said my foundational principle is I don't think a minority of the council should be able to kill something that a majority of the council I'm, I'm pretty close to, can I, I I'm, I'm pretty close to, were you done I just no, well, well one more thing that I say um, <laughs> um, because I just um, I just want to make sure one of the things I liked about the log was the trans and what, when we think about the legislature it's really easy to track proposals at the legislature right it's really easy for me I mean not if you know how right not for everybody but it's really easy for me to log onto a website and say here's all the bills that are at education committee today here's all the bills that are at appropriations committee like you can see where everything is in the process and so the log is an imperfect way to do that and to kind of tell the public hey this is what we're working on but I don't want to totally lose that and I'd like for us to think about like an agenda review our staffs here's what's coming in the next week or two. I like that because it gives the public a little bit more of a chance to prepare than just seeing something on an agenda on Thursday and being like, oh no, I have really strong opinions about that thing in D2 and now I've got to run around and rally. So I'm just putting that in the hopper for a separate conversation. How do we track what we're working on so the public can see and knows where to weigh in. Oh, this is going to active transportation. Oh, Parks is considering this thing. Oh, it came from you know, the council member Talamantes. I, I have an interest in that. I'm gonna go to the Parks Commission and follow this through the process. So I'll add that, but no, my big thing mayor is I don't think 2-2 vote from committee I don't I think we're adding in too much process here and I don't want us to get stuck again on that so man this I I, I think you make a really good argument I, I've really taken that in and want to think about it but then you said something else because you want to step further you said if it's 1-3 that it should automatically come to the council for a no you're uh, confusing 1-3 oh. in support so our current practice, as you have right here, if you get three votes in support at committee, it comes to council with Correct. a recommendation. Okay, what if yes. it's one, three against? Then it goes on to purgatory, as the vice mayor said, and we kind of find another less religious name for it, but it goes into <laughs> purgatory, like he said, and we can call it forward for an up-down vote on whether we want it. That's my it. clarification, that's, too. That's the part that is was another step. So in other words... Well, that's the, I'm just repeating what the vice mayor I said. I thought what the vice mayor was saying is if it's 2-2, two, two, it, 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 if it's 2-2, two, two, 
it goes for the non-debatable upper down. You're extending it to the one three. Yes, I guess then I am because I okay. don't think the two two is broken, and I don't like the fact well, that the we two have to two. Go let's through. say the yeah. two two may not be broken. Right. Yeah. That's right. You had me okay. close there. Okay. It was the one three, where then it gets like for reconsideration. I can say, hey, I think I have three or four votes on this council, even though it wasn't on the committee, and I want us to vote up or down if we want to hear it. And if those votes do come through, then we hear it. That weakens the committee, but then that weakens the committee process. But that's but I, I, I do it. have a clarifying question on that piece. Are you saying that if it fails at committee one three, that it will be heard or it can be heard? It can be heard. Well, it can be. At, at so the, the sponsor the can say, sponsor. "Hey, I put this forward and it died in committee, and I think that I have the votes, so I want to vote up down if we consider it or not." I think this goes. It's just my foundational principle, Mayor, is that three, four members of this council shouldn't be able to kill something that the majority of the council may support. That's my foundational principle. Okay. No, I mean it's uh, it's all clear, even if we're not clear as mud. Clear as mud. But I, so so, and I'll, I'll respond to it in a minute because I. My, my comments will be brief. Go go, yeah. Yes. So what I can. The up and down vote is that that's the full council. I just want to make sure I'm getting yes, clear on that. Yes, that's the okay, full council. Okay, that's all I. Yeah. Okay. To reaffirm if. And what we're debating okay. is under what circumstances. Under, yeah. We're going to summarize the, my proposal too. So it's um, your council again. Committees four people, three one vote four four zero vote. It comes for positive. It comes to council. No questions asked. There's a recommendation. Yep. Two two split. We keep it like it is. It comes to council. There's just no recommendation. Um, if it's a three one vote against or a four zero vote against, that sponsoring council member can say, Hey, I want to pull this forward for an up down vote for consideration. I think I have the votes. If they don't, it dies. And that's it, it can't come back. But if it does get the votes, then we can hear it. Well, okay. okay. Councilmember Maple, go, go. I need a chart. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Um, well, thank you. And I'll make this really brief. Um, but um, I was actually inspired by, by something that Mayor Potem Bang said, which is making sure that the community participation and the process at the committee level um, is a factor in this. And I'm just going to state the elephant in the room. People don't often show up to our committee meetings. They don't, um, and like the the participation is lacking at, at many levels, and that's something I'm really passionate about. And want to work on together with all of you, is how do we you know democratize our government more and make sure that people want to participate in the process and it makes sense for them. Um, but just in the context of this issue, you know, making sure that we have a really robust way for people to interact and share their viewpoints, and that we're letting them know about what's coming to. Um, coming to the committee so that they can participate. So that's just something that's important to me, and mm -hmm. hopefully we can work on that together. Yep. Okay. Um, Council Member Talamantes. Okay. We started this because we want to protect staff time. <laughs> so, City Manager, at what point in this worksheet are we protecting staff time? Like, when, like, I feel like we're making life more difficult right now. <laughs> I, I think that, uh, as I stated in my opening comments here, uh, to the extent that this council, the committees, um, adhere to the fact that the staff won't do any work until the full council has agreed that we want to move down this path with an initiative. I, I think that's where city attorney's at, city clerk's at, and the rest of the staff are at. Because the problem is that when we start chasing down some of these things on the log, and only to find out there's not support on the council, that's when we, we have these wasted resources. So I, I think that that's, that's really key. We don't, staff doesn't do any work until approved by the council. Okay, thank you. What's approved by the council? That the, council wants, the, that, that the council wants to hear whatever initiative a sponsoring council wants to bring But if it's a 3-1 vote out of a committee or a 4-0 vote out of a committee, isn't that 
the indicia that it's got enough support to be able to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what we're. Councilmember Talamantes, okay. can I add on to yeah. the city managers? I think that this whole process is designed to help funnel what you need us to work on. Um, in a way, though, that's not make sense, doesn't pull us apart in the every sec. I mean, I know everybody's focused on the city manager, but almost everything city manager's office takes on, our office takes right. on. Right. So, so that's it's, a really it's, good it's, point. It's, we rely on the right, city attorney's yeah. office heavily, especially so for if, long if, um, if it's going to get assigned to a committee and the committee talks about it, I, I'm a little bit different from the city manager because the lawyers are probably going to look at it a little bit, be able to advise you in real time. That might be unconstitutional rather than wait for you to vote come to council and then tell you it's unconstitutional, rather tell you right then and there. So this helps us kind of funnel it. And if we're working with a committee that's, that's um, there used to be an old process by, and some of my predecessors used, that they called the four hour rule. So, some of you remember that. Four hour rule was that the city attorneys would not work on anything if it would take more than four hours to work on. And, and um, that was a little bit archaic and made no sense to me because we had some really sharp lawyers that could do a complex ordinance in two hours. So it didn't make any kind of sense. So what we're trying to do is uh, make sure that if a committee thinks is this something we should work on, that's a good use of, of staff time yeah. and it helps um, to spread it out. Plus then we also know there's some buy-in to it so, so that's why this structure is designed to help us help you move things forward. Yeah, I just wanted to recenter the conversation as to why <laughs> we started this in the first place. I know we're getting caught up in little small stuff. So, so I mean, you know, let, let's go through the list and happy to get back to you, Sean. Um, Council Member Kaplan. Kaplan or Maple, did, were oh, you up again? This is, uh, before, okay, sorry, okay, so. I'm, I'm clearing everybody here. Okay, who is it? Councilmember Kaplan and then Councilmember Vett. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, for bringing us back to the to the process. Yes. Um, and thank you, Councilmember Talamantes, because my first question was, let's go back to this is really about not even protecting staff time. I think we have a, we've for we've what we've not talked about is capacity issues. Like there is a balance that we need, and staff is not obligated to work 12 hours a day, even though they might, um, because we have staff that 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 really care and are here. Um, so there is a level of we have to hold ourselves accountable. So I just want to clarify a couple of things to see if we do, you know, when this comes back, we have potential agreement that. If something out of subcommittee comes with a 4-0 or a 3-1, that's basically saying staff is authorized to work on it, to present it to council. Um, I'm hearing differences of where we are on a 2-2, on a but I think there is a potential middle ground um, so that minority positions still get a chance to be heard, that anything that is a 2-2 or 1-3 creates kind of like an appeal process where it comes before the council and not a debatable motion, but each item separately, does it get a majority of the council to hear? And if there is something that gets five votes, that then authorizes the staff to work on it and come back to council within 30 days. Or Councilor, or, Councilor committee again. Council or committee working with the city manager. But if something comes out of committee, 2-2 two, two, or 1-3, and they request uh, unfinished business, 
I, I request uh, reconsideration, basically is what it's called in the legislature. Reconsideration is coming before the full council, and if it gets a majority of the vote, then staff time comes in. I hear about the 2-2 and wanting to protect it, but I'm requesting like the, the reconsideration vote of the full council because I think that protects staff time. Because there could be something 2-2 or 1-3 that gets a majority of the council, so let's just have that vote, which then authorizes staff to work on that. And then I always come back to make sure, um, I hope that when we submit a proposal, we're also talking about how is this fitting in our future strategic direction for the city? Like how does it fall under where we as a council are gonna come together of what our mission, our vision, and our priorities are? So that we make sure we continuously bring back things as how are we working for the betterment of the city? My two cents. Very good. Council member, Mayor Pro Tem Banks, excuse me. Go ahead. Okay, sorry about that. We're going back and forth. Thanks, City Clerk. Um, just wanted to just add my comment because I realize that I've been engaging in conversation about certain parts of the pro protocols and not giving my position on kind of where I stand overall on this. So just want to make sure I make that clear. Um, so the first thing is I, I love this um, and Mayor, City Clerk, and just um, thank you to staff that worked really hard to get us to this moment. Um, this is really great. I love charts and I think this is uh, really easy for the for us to understand and for the community to understand. So I support the committee ideas. Um, where I stand on the 2-2 two, two and 1-3, I'm okay with either or, whether it's 2-2 two, two moving forward, whether it's 2-2 two, two and 1-3 being considered for up and down vote. Um, I understand that we're also considering staff time, but I do think that by the time we consider it by the time the item is considered and it's either a 2-2 two, two or a 1-3, um, the work has already been done to bring it back to the full council for an up and down vote. So I don't think it really makes a difference um, if the 2-2 two, two and the 1-3 comes back to the council because you're not doing extra work because the staff report's already done and you're just bringing it back to council for an up and down vote. Um, so I don't think that, I don't really think that would matter. So I just wanted to. Just for clarification, I think you mean the, the committee staff report. The, the committee staff report, committee right. Hearing and that would right, because we're not doing any them. additional work. So even if you get a 2-2 two, two or um, it's a 1-3, right, and it goes into that list, whatever list you want to call it, if it comes back to the council, there's no additional, there's no additional work. It's the same staff report. It's just being considered yes or no, right? And so um, I'm flexible. I'm okay with either or. Like, it's not a hill for me to die on. I'm, I'm flexible for either or. Um, so just wanted to share my thoughts on that. And then the last part is I do support having some kind of log um, because I do think we really do need to request that balance. Um, I also just want to mention the reason why having a log is really important because sometimes it's not just ordinance or programs or research or initiative. There's just simple direction that needs to happen needs to be done and we need to make sure that we're monitoring that. Um, secondly, um, there are also items on the log that's been approved by the council that hasn't had any movement. And so for me, having that log is also a way for us to hold city staff accountable. And I think that's important to have the log. And so um, wanna just also echo council member Talamantes um, support for having a log because I think that's important for us to just keep track as a city council. So those are my thoughts okay so just the oh councilmember jennings go ahead then i might sort of some oh, i'm sorry i didn't see you sean were you still up yeah just um oh, no, sorry so going back to what you just indicated 
is it safe to say that within the committees, even if it's a one to one to three vote, the staff has actually done the work to present to the committee? Maybe. So no, that, no, that's not that's not the case. So if it comes to committee, it's going to be the ca sponsoring council member to go to committee and say, "Hey, can I have your please have your support to take this to the council?" At that point, staff has not delved into the issue other than the city attorney's potentially looking at how viable it is legally. So, right, exactly. So so we're, we're, we haven't done any of the research. We haven't uh, we don't have a full blown staff report. Uh, that's what we're trying to guard against, so that we're not having to do that all the time. So I just want to make sure I understand. So on a 3-1 vote, the staff hasn't done, really dove into the issue. A 3-1 vote kind of says, staff, we need more information because we're going to take this to council. Mm -hmm. So that's when the staff gets heavily involved. And a, on a 1-2-3 on a, on a vote, again, it, the staff still is not involved. It's just the panel that decides it's a 1-3. It comes to the council, and if the council say yay, then that's when the staff gets activated. Oh, okay. So that's one. That's one idea. That's not. No, go go ahead, Councilmember Jennings. Go ahead. I I, did, I just wanted a couple things. Um, I think I'm real clear on three one vote. Yeah. And and that moves forward. I think I'm clear on two two vote that because the committee has not been able to make a decision, yay or nay, that it will go to the full council for it to be voted up or down there. As to whether or not it should be heard by the exactly. council. Correct. So, um, or you don't like that. No. No, no, that, but no, I think Councilmember Valenzuela's idea, if I may summarize, 2-2 two, two just goes to the city council. Without recommendation. And, and I'm okay with that because okay. then at that point okay. in time, it'll get voted up or yeah. down by yeah. the full city council. So I think we're in agreement. Uh, maybe the verbiage is a little bit different. Where I'm in total disagreement is, is the one three, that if in fact you cannot get one other vote from a committee of four, I don't. I think we're wasting a lot of people's time, and I don't. I don't believe that that should move forward, right? Now maybe there's a lifeline that you want to throw it at some point, some way, somehow, but to me, when you get voted down here on the council, we lose that vote, and there is no other lifeline. So the same thing should be true in the case of uh, with four of us at the, at the committee level. If it gets voted down 3-1, then that should be the end of it. And, and then just the last thing I want to say is that because we have a chair and a vice chair, I want to make sure that both of them are empowered to move things forward, and they do that together. That's how we work together. Yeah. So I'm going to, if I may, before I'll get you to a second, is that you really summarized it well. I, th I think there's emerging consensus, and I'm fine with the way Councilmember Valenzuela said it. If it's 2-2, there's nothing broken. It goes to the city council and, and is heard. And that is at least a signal to the staff to begin awesome. working on it, okay? Um, the 3-1 is obvious, 4-0 is obvious. It's the 1-3 and the 0-4. That's what we're still wrestling with a little bit and here are the here are the contending good arguments on the one hand councilmember valenzuela i think says it well that okay let's say that there would be majority vote on the city council but three members of the committee are against something well that's not quite fair because the committee would be stifling what the majority of the city council might want 
On the other hand, if we are comparing this to the legislature again, um, that is exactly what happens. There may be majority support on the floor of the assembly, but if the committee on the judiciary says, you know, uh, there, there aren't the votes, it doesn't move forward in this session. And here's what I'm concerned about, and it's up to the council, obviously. It, 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 it's a balance between the will of the majority, always, but also doing what maybe what we set out to do at the beginning, not only to protect the staff, which is ab absolutely the first motivation, but also to discipline ourselves more. And as many of you said, to require that the member with a provocative idea, you know, get a second vote <laughs> on, the on the committee or at least work it out because Brown Act wise, the member could talk to another member and say, hey, would you agree to this if I brought it forward this way or if I made that amendment or this amendment? And so that's what, if we're really trying to strengthen the committees here institutionally, then by allowing the one three to go to the full city council and then have it be overturned, we're court kind of saying, well, the committees matter, but maybe not that much. And so that that's the two, two, you got me, because you're right, nothing's broken. Let's get it, let's get it right to the city. It's the one three and the zero four that, that I'm not sure I'm there. So that, but that's, Council Member Valenzuela? Yeah. So, I mean, we, <laughs> I love to teach legislative process to students. Actually, it's one of my favorite goals because I'm like, here's how the process is like designed to work and then here's how it actually works, right? Um, because there's plenty of bills that get gotten amended on the floor. There's plenty of bills that come back that the rules committee side. So there is a process by which bills that die in committee still come forward to the full body. They get approved. Some of the largest legislative victories we've had arguably in the last decade have come from those bills because they stalled in committee, different politics happened and they brought them back and they got the votes. So I think if I'm thinking back on the ordinances that have passed on this council with the 6-3 vote, that has also been significant policy that we have made. And so I don't, I'm uncomfortable with the idea that we let 6-3 die without any mechanism by which there could be reconsideration because that, that doesn't, that flies in the face of best practices and other legislative bodies and we're pointing at the legislature as one of those bodies, but like every body that I've ever worked with has always had some process by which somebody can say, okay, we're gonna take a pulse check and see if we can bring this back and try it again because things happen. And I just don't think, like I said, and I've said it before and I'll repeat it again, I don't think a minority of the council, three members, four members should be able to kill something if we think we have the votes elsewhere. Imagine a scenario where it's like Councilmember Lulowi, Councilmember Talamantes, myself, Councilmember Vane, Councilmember Maple. Those four do not sit on law and ledge and we all support something and we have the votes to get it through and it's something that we feel is super important and then it just dies and there's no path forward. How are our constituents represented that way? If we have a majority vote on the council, I just don't think that not having any process to bring it back once, I'm not saying bring it back again and again and again, I appreciate the limitation here that we should only do it so often, but there should be at least one go where we say, hey, we got the votes to hear this, let's do it. I don't understand from a democracy perspective why we wouldn't do that. Um, that's just me saying that. But then the, the city manager said something that actually alarmed me a little bit more. And so I wanna hone in on this because part of why we wanna refer to committees is because we want some of that hashing out to happen at the committee level. We don't need to hash out ordinance language on the dais in the middle of a 5 p.m. council meeting when we've got 200 residents here waiting to speak about something else, right? And so what you just said is like, no, we're not doing the staff reports at the committee level. We're gonna wait till the committee votes on it. And then when it comes to council, then we'll work on it. That brings a whole nother level of concern into my mind because I'm like, well, no, like 
because I, I want the committees to be able to do that work. I want us at Law and Ledge to be able to say, hey, we're going to go back and forth on this. I mean, cannabis is a great example. I mean, we've had multiple hearings on this. It's gone back to Planning Commission. We've had some check-ins here. It's going back and forth. So I want to clarify that because I also don't want us to grind to a halt because I'm hearing what Councilmember Jennings and others are saying, which is we don't want this to take 500 days to get something good through. So if we're saying essentially we're going to have to do this twice is how I'm imagining. Like we go, we take an ordinance through, Law and Ledge says, yeah, we love this. It comes to council. Either we're doing the ordinance work at council or the council's voting it up and down and then we're going back through a process to develop the ordinance and implement what the council just said. And I just want to make sure this is super clear because when you said there's no staff report at committee, because I agreed with what Councilmember Vang was saying, which is, hey, you're already making the staff report at committee, so what time are we saving? And we basically said, no, we're not doing staff reports at committee anymore. And I'm like, well, then how are we supposed to do that work? If we're going to do staff work at the committees, we may as well keep the current log because we're back to square one. The whole point of this was trying to get a consensus from the council on whether or not they want to hear an item. And so whether the vehicle is the log, the committee, or the full council, I think that's what we need to figure out here. And that's, that's really what this is, uh, the, the heart of the, the issue here. Yeah. Mr. Mayor and, and Councilmember Brownswell, if I could uh, offer some kind of clarification on past practice. In, in uh, uh, and, and we've done it in budget too, and, but a lot in law and ledge, is we have taken items up preliminarily without any deep work. And, and that's made the direction of, to move forward. So I, I also don't, I agree with Councilmember Valenzuela that, you know, that moving, that waiting to council is, is, uh, uh, is not, not, we're not saving any time there. But I do think that there is some preliminary staff work. And uh, the city attorney mentioned it here. They're going to be engaged because they don't want to lead us down um, you know, a rabbit hole when <laughs> something's unconstitutional. So I do think that that the, the, the city manager and its team have to do some preliminary work at that, at the presentation level. It, it, the onus, I think, should be, and maybe this is where I think the process in presenting something uh, requires us to submit information, but we have done at the Law and Ledge Committee where we bring a concept up and then it's, uh, there isn't any deep, you know, uh, staff work. The, the, the committee has then given the direction to staff that that's the next step. We yeah. I think we're saying the same thing. I, I mean, think that that's at the committee level. Yeah, that's at the committee level. So, I mean, what, what the vice mayor just said is like, you know, at, at, so, okay, we'll take cannabis lounges as another example of something that just happened like this, right? You know, the Law and Legislation Committee didn't want to move forward. So I brought it back to council and said, hey, do we have an up-down vote on whether or not we want to consider this? And we said yes. And then the referral was back to Law and Ledge. It wasn't to come back as a council item. It was to go back to Law and Ledge. And, and so there, that was a reconsideration process that we just did with the log, which and the majority of the council said, yes, we want to talk about cannabis consumption lounges and now we're going back to law and ledge to work on that so i think what we're all saying here is maybe there is an additional layer in the discussion about what gets on the log because i think the general premise here of have a more robust proposal do more legwork build that buy-in is fair but what i'm also hearing is a whole lot more of our process to get something through which bothers me because i don't see how that's saving the city any broad time because now we're going to spend six months debating whether or not we should talk about something when really we could have been doing the work and taking the pulse check earlier on. So maybe it's a revision of this, Mayor, to be honest. Because yeah. like, I hear what you're saying. is like, well, we should maybe just stick with the log process and make it an up-down vote like the, the Vice Mayor mm. said and, and not debate the content of these well, motions. Can I try, let, let, me tr let, me, let me try that. Let me try this. So first of all, um, the I, okay, now I lost my th my train of thought for a minute. Oh, I have an I have an idea about how we might 
how we might reconcile this here. Um, well, first of all, when you're the committee, the committee can simply take a vote, a 2-2 vote under what we're talking about without a lot of staff preparation, as somebody said, to say, we want this issue to be worked on by the staff. That in and of itself is a signal. So you can do that without a lot of staff work. That'd be a good thing. But I want to get to the 1-3 because I'm thinking about how to reconcile your very important point of view about the rule of five here. So what if, what if we did it this way? What if it was a 1-3 or 0-4 vote and you got to then petition the council in a non-debatable motion whether or not it should be heard and if you prevailed you or anybody prevailed, it goes then back to the committee again. Okay. Because. I'm to sum this up before you explain your reasoning more, because I think we're on the same page okay, and I don't but, want to lose well, this moment. <laughs> so, okay. It goes back so to the committee. Okay, so same initial One process, time. right? I have a proposal, okay. cannabis lounges. Again, I, I submit a documented thing. It goes to Law and Ledge. Law and Ledge says either 2 2 or 3 1 or 4 0 in favor. We want to no. talk about this. It stays at committee. Yes. So it doesn't come to council what? because at that point okay. the committee has said yes we want to look at this I know and I'm just I'm adding an additional layer here so it's like and then the committee does its work because I don't want to be amending ordinances on the dais in full council unless we need to right like unless there's a council member unless yeah unless but then there's that situation where there's a one three or zero four vote to say I don't want to talk about Katie's idea forget it right um, I don't like it I think it's crummy um, and then at that point there's a reconsideration process to say well I want to do an up-down vote for the rest of the council and again consumption lounges is one of those more recent examples I didn't have the votes on law and ledge I brought it to the full council full council said yes now law and ledge is gonna work on that I, I think that's perfect and I agree with that I think it's the two two that I'm stuck on so if it's a 2-2 at committee does it go to, to the council for an up and down vote before staff does the work or does it get referred back because no, now that's a 75 percent that's a 50 percent vote that's of the, the committee. question that's yeah and, and that's our current practice and so like I said I don't think we've had any issues with ordinances and I'm using law and ledge as an example because that's the committee I've been sitting on saying 2-2 something and then there's huge disagreement on the council it's a good pulse check of the council but I think so essentially what we're saying is we're reserving the log so we're keeping a form of the log up down vote not content just for items that have gone to committee and have failed that's right now but let me just <laughs> let, 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 me okay. follow, let me follow through on it though so if it if the council votes to hear an item that was defeated one three or zero four it goes back to committee right yes. And if the committee, after all the work is done and the committee considers it again and it's a 1-3 vote that second time, then it's, Dad, you said one, one shot at the reconsideration. Yeah, that's a question. That I could go with. That I could go with. I think that's fair. I mean, because that's, that's, that's multiple. That's, that's, that's multiple. Yeah, and I think, Howard, on yours, the 2-2, two, two, um, the signal, I think, is that we start working the, on it. goes back to the committee, yes. For work. For work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. It's a move-forward signal, 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I think we might have something here, <laughs> okay? Hold on, the one thing is, as a council want a proposal, we now have to put it in writing. That's right. Like, I want to make sure, because I think that's best practices. Okay. Can I try to summarize what I heard here and see if this is... I Can I add a layer? Sorry. I'm, no, I'm sorry. I just, this is why we're doing a public workshop. And so I just want to make sure it's like, so I write up a proposal, it goes to Law and Ledge. Law and Ledge says, yeah, we want to do this. That's when the commissions get brought in. 
right? So I guess what I'm saying too is like, well, maybe we don't bring in the commissions until the committees do that initial thumbs up, thumbs down. Or do you want to go to commissions before it goes to committee for a thumbs Dana? up, thumbs down? Well, I think that there's some things where your commissions have first jurisdiction because they inform the council. Um, so it may not be appropriate for something to be debated at long edge when it's really something that the youth commission is supposed to be the advisory body to council. Okay. That doesn't mean council couldn't take the commission's recommendation okay. and send it back down to committee to do like well budget audit, for example. So we're still putting forward an idea. It goes to the appropriate commission, right. and then it goes to the committee, and the committee's deciding whether or not they want to hear it. So it's almost like a log process that's now at the committee level. Yes. They say yes. Staff works with the committee on that before it comes back to council. They say no. It goes on to a potential log that the council could decide, no, we really want to hear that. Um, there's, I think there's one step there. There's a clearinghouse that's the clerk's office to hear all these proposals. And then from that log, We'd sit down and figure out which um, committees, committees to, to refer to. to, that, refer to. That's that's yeah, the that's, that's the manager. So the commission thing, I agree with because that we absolutely need to integrate our commission. I just, but what happens if the commission is moving slowly or they have? In other words, I I think that it probably should read something like this. It has to be heard by the commission before it gets full consideration by the council. So there isn't, it isn't too rigid in terms of the timing of, of moving the process forward. A little flexibility there, I think, would be helpful. Should we put a timeline as well? That's what the manager and the mayor are going to do in terms of, in terms of the referral, okay? Right, and, and depending on what the issue is, it, the it, could, it could take longer. If it's, a, it's an ordinance update that requires public outreach, it's gonna draw that part out. If uh, we wanna, we're pretty sure everybody wants to go in the same direction, we could uh, kind of truncate that a little bit, that whole process. So it depends on the issue. Okay. So, Susanna, did you have any? Uh... Well, just to just to confirm, because I think that that is probably your answer, a two-step process at the committee level. Yes. And then and then it's simple. I and mean, then you have other items that have been gotten the, the approval to move forward on your agenda. So that's, right. that's good. Okay. Uh, Vice Mayor? Yeah, no, Mr. Mayor, I, I think you've, you've got a, a, a tough job to try to piece everything together. I think here. I can summarize it. To summarize it. I can and, do it. And, in, and all, all I'm going to say is in your summarizing, and, and, you, and you may not hit every mark right, and, and maybe everyone's happy after your summary uh, and whatnot, but I, I, I want to also give you the flexibility to, you know, take this time to kind of, as we go out and do the, the research, what other cities have yeah. done, uh, to, to, you know, uh, to... To be liberal in your way to bring in uh, other concept as we move forward, you know. Thank even you. if you summarize now, and and then I'll just close with that. I I also like Councilmember Jennings. I felt that there there needs to be at some level of finality to be able to give direction of what's not being worked on. I mean, we want to work on under the sun. So that's all. I think. Well, by the way, this is is maybe to the public watching this, they go, "What the heck?" You know. I mean, but I, I have to tell you, I think that this was a really good and healthy discussion because. It is going to make our work on behalf of the public better going forward because it's just functionality. It's just we're, we're creating a more functional process that will be much better for the staff and better for the members too be, uh, with, with less chaos and dysfunction. So this is the way I've heard it and I think it comes together nicely. Okay, let's take big idea, big idea one. Okay, it's written up by the member, um, comes through the member, to the city manager and the mayor, and we would be charged with working with the committee chairs 
to refer the matter to committee, working with the committee chair on timelines, and also referring to the appropriate commission as appropriate um, to ensure that their input is done in approximately a parallel time period as the committee. The committee looks at it first and makes a threshold decision, a vote, can be called a, a mini hearing, whether or not the committee and the, wants the staff to put more time into it. A 2-2 two -two vote um, or a 3-1 vote or a 4-0 vote means that the staff begins working on it and the committee begins working on it in earnest. The committee then considers it. And remember, there are gonna be timelines attached to this because that's what we're trying to avoid the lengthy, uh, you know, the lengthy log period, which by the way, is not the staff's problem. It's our, our fault, it's the members. This is, we've looked in the mirror and we've seen ourselves here. I mean, that, that's, that, that, that's, that's what this is. Um, so um, the committee does its work. The committee then takes a substantive vote. 4-0, that moves forward to the city council with the staff already working on it and the full council will consider it as regularly agendized. If it is a 1-3 or a 0-4 vote, it's not quite dead, um, may still have life. The member, uh, sponsoring member or any member can ask that it be taken before the full city council for a non-debatable motion per Vice Mayor Guerra uh, to determine whether or not it should actually be reconsidered. If, it is re if the vote is yes, five votes, it goes back to the committee. And by the way, for those on the committee who voted no, if it was one, three, or zero, four, you might consider the input of your fellow members here and working it out with the sponsor to try to get something good done here. Because by the way, there's always a way around any rule like you, you author a different ordinance and, and try, try to get it done a different way, right? So nothing's ever dead if you're you know, uh, persistent enough. But anyways, it goes back to the committee, and then if it dies on a 1-3 or 0-4, 2-2, two, two, it goes forward. A 1-3 or 0-4, then it's, then it's gone for the session. I think, that's, I think that's fair. Is that fair? I think that's good. Okay, yes. Okay, so if I have an idea, and I'm not on Law and Ledge, sorry, <laughs> Who gets to, and right now the council log does A, B, and C in terms of priority. Who gets to decide whether my idea will be heard, like, and when? Is that going to be you and yes, the city manager? Yes, and the manager, yes. You too. Yes. And we, guarantee you that too. You, and we guarantee that your idea will be heard. Okay, so you guys will also do A, B, and C with all the requests that we get. That's right. Her chair. We're going to try to triage, be the initial triage, exactly. Well, and I think what's important is... I mean, having served the last two years on Law and Ledge, is there have been times that we've moved something forward for council consideration for the sake of moving it forward for council consideration, right? So, like, I imagine, and what I think you're saying, Mayor, so I'm just repeating it out loud so we're all on clear, is, like, if this comes back for reconsideration and five, six of the members are like, no, we want this, then our job as the committee is going to be to bring something back. You know, yeah. it's like we're, we're not saying that we love this thing, we voted no, we've made our opinions clear, now we're working on bringing an ordinance or whatever it is back to meet the demands that the members have said yeah. we want. Um, not to be the roadblock, but to be the committee that works. This is why we got to work yeah. together. Yeah. It's collegiate, but, there's, but with some rules, yeah. Councilmember Jennings. No. I'm sorry, just real quick. 
only a committee of three, do the same rules apply moving forward? So the person doesn't show up for a meeting. There's only three there. And I just want us to start thinking about that because now that now becomes a whole different mix. Well, what's the answer to that, Madam City Attorney? That's why we put the word majority, not four. It still needs two. Okay. Needs so two. Still needs two. It's the rule of two. But remember, if you only get one, you can still go to the council and get it re-referred back to committee. So you're not dead yet. Okay. So the majority of the members present. Got it. Okay. I think we got it. Just, okay. Just Sean. One question. So if it's at that uh, one three or zero four, the council member that has that proposal gets an opportunity when it comes to the council for yay or nay. Non-debatable. Non-debatable, but non -debatable, yes. But that council member gets an opportunity to just purely just give a presentation of what he thought, and then it's a yes or a no. no. I, no, I mean, written proposal. down. I'm sorry. It I'm sorry. Yeah. Present, the proposal. present. I don't know. Does the sponsor get to uh, make an argument, Mr. Vice Mayor? I mean, my 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 recommendation would be no, because the question is, should this item be heard? No, you present. It's, it's, it's not. It's a written proposal. Yeah. If that written proposal gets rejected at the water committee, and then it comes here for yay or nay. Can that council member that presented that in writing modify it and then bring it to the council for yay or nay? Um, Without a debate, just say yay or nay. No. I think no. I think you've got to work with the committee chair who would have to be able to make the determination whether or not your amendment is significantly different, that it okay. might make a difference with the committee. That's so the, the committee amendment goes works. to the chair or the yeah, vice chair? that's chair. right. We want to avoid as much counsel. So what you're saying is like essentially the chair would have the authority to bring something back for reconsideration if the author of that said There's here's no a question. substantial change. You always do. Yeah. Yeah. You so like if we, if we voted down, Sean, I guess then and you said, oh, I'm going to amend this and bring it back to you, then I like law and ledge chair would be able to say, OK, I'm going to agendize this and we'll vote it up and down just like we did the first time if we want to hear it. And if not, OK. Are working together, and there has to be a decision between the two of them to do whatever it is they decide. Work with your vice chair, in exactly. other words. Always work with your vice important. chair. So, uh, okay, I know we're about out of time, but I'm going to throw out, I'm going to throw out one more thing. I think we got the process down, but now I'm going to throw out one more thing because I still am sensitive to what Councilmember Maple said at the very beginning. And by the way, these committees are all going to change. Everyone's going to be a part of committees. I did the best I can. There were a lot of people who wanted, you know, for example, RT. I had to make choices there. There were all, you know, I do the best that I can, okay, imperfectly, and really uh, invested in everybody's success, as I've talked about many times. But your point's well taken. So this is, would we, if we're going to get, if the Water Committee is no longer the most relevant committee, is there any interest in substituting an, a, a different committee, like given how? important the issue of housing um, is. Um, would, would we want to have a housing committee? Because in that way, you could, you know, then everybody would be represented on a committee that might have gained the jurisdiction. I don't know. I, I, I probably should have ended the conversation before that because we were all in agreement. But, um, but, oh, I can't talk about that? Is that? No? Okay. 
Let's give this a try. Okay. 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 You know what? Uh, quit while. Quit. Okay. I'm done. This agenda is done. Is it a particular format that we have to write or? We'll, we'll bring that back. We'll, we'll bring. We'll, we'll bring that back. Okay. That it, members. That that ends the. That, what we do. We do have one speaker. Go ahead, Mr. Mr. Evans. So I have one speaker online. Call in user one. Um, Mr. Davis. And Mr. Davis. Lloyd following him. Yes. First of all, I want to say that as a person who attends a lot of meetings that pertain to City Hall, and I mean a lot of meetings, this was very enlightening to me because I was able to understand, which I already knew, that when something is, goes through the process of becoming agendized, it should be acknowledged. I mean, because there's a process that goes on with becoming agendized. There's many times I've been at City Hall where I was the last speaker and it was midnight and what was on the agenda was acknowledged before I got to speak. And so because I've encountered those sort of um, processes, I think this year something that's been on the agenda longer than the uh, log, when I hear so many days, 500 days, whatever, something to me, and finally people are waking up, that's on this agenda, it's been on the agenda for years, and it's not being implemented or acknowledged. It's not going to be implemented at 2 o'clock, and it may not be implemented tonight. But somebody's responsible for that. I don't know if it's the city attorney. I don't know who it is. But I personally, because I've encountered many things in the city manager's office, I want to hear the city manager's report or else take it off the agenda. And that's all I have to say. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Barry Boyd. Thank you and good afternoon. Uh, I, I do want to uh, echo the previous caller's statement in regards to this has been a, um, a very decent civics lesson and hopefully there was a, a lot of attendees who under, now understand the process or closer to understanding the process of the workings of uh, bringing an issue forward. But to that, I am still against what is some summation of the uh, what is now sitting at the table to go forward with simply because as with um, now and or tomorrow uh, committees, if it's a committee whose ideology is contrary to the majority of the council, they can hold back and by vote any submission that they choose that's against their ideology and to that and or in the opposite of that if they want to push something forward then it would be up to just the mayor and or as i understand it either with or an additional um, opportunity of the city manager to bring forward to the council versus uh, the current process where it isn't 
a one person or two person choice to bring an idea to the council. So I'd like the verbiage of council member Valenzuela, who I believe she was the only one that brought forward the verbiage of a democracy. A democracy is the will of the people. All of you on that council are there because you are the representative of the will of the people that elected you to represent what the will of the people desire. So any constraints of the will of the people is never good in a democracy. What is in the hands of one or two is a dicta uh, dictatorial ship. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your comments. Next speaker is Kim Sao. Kim is our final speaker on this item. Hi, my name's Kim So. I'm in District 5, and I'd also like to comment on that backlog agenda item. Five, oh, 500 days or longer, that, that I don't know. I, it doesn't sit with me well. What kind of items are on that list? And do we need to hear them as the public in our communities, what these items are? And are they important items to us that need to be addressed? is my main concern. Um, does the public have access to these backlog items? And uh, I'd like to see you guys try to move through that a little quicker because that is longer than one year going on too. Um, so yeah, I'm just backing up that one caller who mentioned that because it was concerning to me. And thank you very much. Thank you for your comments. Mary, I have no more speakers on this item. Okay, thank you very much, members of the public. Vice Mayor? <clears throat> yes, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, you know, in, in the meantime, while we figure out our uh, final action on how we work things on the log and what the appropriate documentation, and my staff will work up some uh, background on this, uh, I'd like to direct our city manager, um, and, uh, and in this case, I'll, I'll try to go in spirit with the, with the proposal here and, the, and, the, and uh, in, work, in conjunction with the mayor and our clerk to uh, agendize the, the appropriate committee, either the budget audit committee or legis uh, law and legislation committee, a um, conversation about our uh, existing uh, cell tower and residential ter cell tower funding. Uh, historically, cell towers were uh, positioned in many parts of our of our uh, city, some in um, you know in, in communities like South Sacramento, and, uh, and the the purpose of the agreement was that we would put those in those parks, and the revenue would be used for that local park, like like uh, uh, you know uh, uh, either George Sim or or uh, uh, you know or others throughout their city. But then what happened in during tough budget times is all of the revenue was moved into the general fund and no longer to support those particular parks. And um, I think we need to honor those agreements, but I'd like to have that conversation about how we go back to honoring the agreements of, to those communities that had agreed to sell towers in their parks and in their areas so that the revenue can support those park activities. Thank you, Mr. City Manager, Mr. Mayor. Excellent. Uh, Councilmember Maple. Um, I just wanted to say that as uh, my very first meeting, and I think many, a few of us on the, on the dais here, um, having a really open dialogue with my colleagues, um, and maybe not always agreeing on everything, but coming to a consensus and being able to move forward is really great. And it's really great for the public to be able to see this too, that we, that we work together as a team, uh, and that while we may have different viewpoints, uh, I'm very excited to continue this work with you all. So I just wanted to say that. Wait till we get to housing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Councilmember Lalawi. Um, well, Councilmember uh, Maple, God bless you. <laughs> I mean, um, I love that, that statement is pure gold. That we can actually agree and still be smiling and walking out. I hope when it comes to some of these other meetings where we're here for about eight to nine hours for this <laughs> one topic, uh, you can still be smiling and having that positive attitude. So, All right, everyone. Uh, we do reconvene at 5 o'clock. So uh, we'll see you at 5. We are adjourned. Thank you. <laughs>